0: Hi guys, I'm Brad Montgomery and welcome to The Breakdown. And here we talk about science, psychology, and investing. Today, we're gonna be doing things a little differently. You can tell by the set here, we're gonna be talking to Jennifer Cuevas and Jonathan Mejia about their holiday experiences being away from home. Before we get started, if you missed us, you can always catch any of our episodes by going to KFOXTV.com. Now let's break it down. And how are you guys kind of keeping your holiday traditions alive when you're away from home? And and then if you want to pivot also, how what are those traditions at home that you had compared to what you're doing this
1: year? Well, I know for me, like I'm basically trying to do things as similar as I can to back home. Yeah. So, for example, um, back home we always go to New York City and we go to see the light show. Um, we go to see, you know, the Rockefeller Tree at the Rockefeller Center, of course, and and the New York Rockettes. But for example, um, last year me and my fiance we went to Winterfest which is really cool. We got to check out like the light show that they have here. And, um, you know, obviously it's different, but it's still nice it's not to see- Baller Center. Yeah. <laughs> but still, yeah. It's still nice to see, you know, El Paso uh, putting like their spin on things. So that's kind of something that we try to do. And then obviously still putting up a tree at home. to to keep the Christmas spirit alive.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and Winterfest is actually a pretty amazing experience um, even for me, even compared to other cities across the US. It's really, I I, I tried to go midweek when it's not quite as busy and it was still a lot of people. Mm -hmm. There were a lot of food options, a ton of lights. It was actually, it's actually quite a bit of fun. Now what about you? Because you're coming from Boston. So you're used to seeing, I mean, just like Jennifer too, a little more snow. It can happen here, uh, but it's not a guarantee. To have it laying around on the ground more so for sure in Boston so what's what's the whole difference like for you
2: for sure I mean first and foremost thank you for having us here on the breakdown you know Jennifer and I bring you the East Coast swag New York <laughs> Boston <laughs> right. um, but not like uh, Jennifer said some of the traditions in my family is that we either spend Christmas either in Boston or we go to Honduras because my family is from Honduras okay. um, so it's kind of hard this is my first time being away from my family uh, so I mean, like Jennifer said, I mean, I've gone to Winterfest, um, keeping up some decorations up at home, and then I, I'm a photographer as well, so I have you know prints of um, some of the, the past times we, we've been in traveling, and, and I have that up there. So it's, it's, it's a bit tough, yes, but um, I mean, you get to kind of fill in that void with things like Winterfest or just reflecting on, on pastures with my family in my case.
0: And, and, and really quickly, how long have you been from Honduras? To Boston. How many years has your family been in Boston?
2: So my family has been. Well, my mom was here. She got here. Um, I would like to say I think around the nin- like the 90s, early 90s, okay. early 90s, wow. late. Uh, so yeah, we, we've been here for a while. Um, so I mean, ever since uh, I was young, my sister and I would always go back to Honduras uh, during our summer So it's always been a tradition that my mom has made sure that we um, get to know where she came from, get to know who we are, our culture, and be strong in our identity and knowing that um, while yes we're Americans but um,
0: culturally in heritage uh, our heritage is in our roots are in Honduras. So you do summers in Honduras, winters and Christmases in Boston and, and... That must be a beautiful experience there because most years you're at least if you're not seeing snow falling it's at least on the ground
2: right yeah no like uh i mean winter in boston i think i mean first of all it's cold get yeah, the snow <laughs> but it's super fun because we would be able to go to the mountains and slope um you know just seeing downtown like may it may not compare to like new york because i did spend uh, uh about six months in new york and mm-hmm. i was there during the winter um but you know, the cold is really nice. But also experiencing winter in Honduras is completely different. Um, Honduras is a much more warmer climate. It's a bit of chilly there, but it's still nice. Um, but the tra- traditions in Honduras, you have the tamales. Um, you have the sandwiches that they call de pollo, so chicken sandwiches. Um, and everyone is so nice and welcoming and right. warm. And yeah. I think that's not just the Honduras, but that's just the Latino, Hispanic community. Right. Um, and in every street, every every house you see lined up with, with lights. Oh, cool. um, you get the fireworks. So it's it's really exciting, and I think for a long time, you know, I've been able to get the best of both worlds, both best of America and the best of Honduras.
0: So even though you don't have the cold, you still got the traditions going on. Correct. That's wonderful. Yeah. And from what I hear from you two, and this is something that I made a mistake on, it's, and it was interesting as far as this subject goes. I thought about my first Christmas away from home, you know, years ago, and I was working in the business, and I hadn't really thought about it. I didn't put too much planning into it, and it was literally only one of two years, one of one or two years that I didn't spend Christmas with my family. And now that has changed since, but at the time that was a big deal. And I didn't do any traditions. And so I think what you guys are doing is much better than what I did. I woke up Christmas morning, I remember it was like seven o'clock, no tree, (laughs) no stockings, no nothing. And I really felt it that morning. So that's good that you guys are kind of filling in with these traditions. Have you guys gone any holiday parties or done anything like that as well to kind of help out?
1: Um, Well, I'm kind of planning a small little get-together with some of the reporters um, in the coming weeks precisely because of, you know, a lack of family Mm -hmm. to kind of, you know, find some comfort within each other and that friendship, so um, we're going to be doing that. and. You know, it's exciting. It, it's nice to create new memories with new people. Um, I love to take pictures. I'm not like big, I wouldn't call it like photography because it's right. just like a random well. snapshot of the <laughs> moment. But, um, you know, I love to like create those memories and look back at all the photos I've taken and, and all the people that I've met like throughout the different chapters of my life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, since, you know, a lot of us move on in in this industry, like it's nice to create friendships that are a little bit deeper and just more meaningful that you feel like are going to last beyond your time the station for sure so um, that's what we're trying to do and it's
2: super exciting I mean for me like being you know Jennifer came to this idea she's like we should have like a secret Santa at my house or my apartment Um, I'm like yeah let's do it because like Jennifer said like uh, this industry is ever revolving, ever-changing, you know, two years you're in, two years you're out, Um, and while we may be going through everything now, I mean, the ups, the downs, I mean, you know about it, uh, Jennifer can test the can kind of, you know, know what, what I'm speaking about, through it all, maybe in the moment we don't sit down and realize the grandness of the moment, I mean, when did we ever think that brad jennifer jonathan would be precisely in this moment doing this podcast and maybe right now we take it for granted but years ahead or you know just years ahead in our, in our lives or in our career we think back and was like well my first market had a great experience you know i had mentors that i can go to and people who had been in this industry for a while but also um my co-workers i mean in this environment there is no competition we really help each other out and i mean the fact that she's opened up her home to us not this is not the first time you know we got to celebrate her birthday now it's really fun just being out of the office and and Getting to know my coworkers outside of what we do. Mm-hmm.
0: And did you guys, either one of you, get a chance to go home for Thanksgiving? Even though not so for Christmas.
1: No, so no holiday. Everything? Okay, so no holiday <laughs> love this time. <laughs> what was your Thanksgiving
0: like? Um, it's gonna
1: be my, it. In my Thanksgiving, I would say last year was a bit more successful because I actually did the green beans and the mashed potatoes and the ham. But um, we realized that that was too much food for two people, so <laughs> this year we decided to cut back and we just did a completely non-traditional meal. I mean, it was still nice. We spent it together. Um, I had the day off, so at least I, you know, was able to spend it with my fiancé. But um, it was definitely smaller much quieter than before Um, back home, my mom. I personally don't love turkey, so my mom, she'll make the ham for me. She'll make the turkey for everyone else. She makes um, arroz con gandules, which is like rice and beans, Um, you know, all different types of salads. Basically, the the usual spread that we're used to. So we didn't get all that, but... um, and then we won't get that for Christmas either, <laughs> but we'll think of something, um, you know, a little bit bigger. And last year, my mom was able to come for Christmas, but this year she won't be. So this will be like my first Christmas without her. Okay. So that'll be, I don't know, I guess a little different.
0: And OK, so in, in your Thanksgiving now, you how was yours?
2: Same exact thing. I was here. I was working. <laughs> um, so I think I mean, obviously the day of. I was a bit sad, you know, just FaceTiming with my yeah, family. Yeah, it kind of hits you a little bit. Yeah, um, but I'm also thankful that I worked because my time was... I, I, I guess my I didn't have the time to sit and soak. Right. So right. I was like, all right, you know, I get to work. And at the end of the day, I was still helping out the community and just being out there right. um but like jennifer said the rosco gandules that's amazing we do turkey we don't really like turkey we're more pernil so mm-hmm. pernil is um it's, I don't,
1: we don't it's know how pork to um, shoulder i
2: believe <laughs> okay, uh, okay. but it's, it's it's out of pork mm-hmm. you have your fried chicken you have your potato salad your green salad um mm-hmm. it's so flavorful so rich and <laughs> i'm just thinking about it my mouth waters but um yeah it's a lot of food and just being around family brad like yeah. um here in the united states and 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 i say this because i spent holidays back in honduras so i noticed the way the lifestyle is in honduras and the lifestyle here in america here in america it's go 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 all the time and i mean i come from a city like boston it's on the go every time (laughs) big difference here in el paso still kind of you know slower but the time that you just everyone takes time to just chill and just be with each other i think that is really
1: really valuable yeah Ah. oh sorry no um well just on that note it's funny like Even looking back at the holidays now, um, you know, I would always help my mom prepare everything. And every now and then it would kind of become like, oh, like I have to go peel the apples for the apple salad, you know, like a chore, basically. But uh, yeah, exactly. And now looking back at it, I'm like, oh, man, like I wish there was someone here to... Peel some apples with me because it's not the same cooking by yourself, uh, especially during like, you know, a holiday time where it's supposed to be like a big meal. Uh, So that's definitely something that like I've noticed and has hits me every now and then like, oh man, I miss like those everyday chores.
0: (laughs) That's one thing I'll say, you know, to you to Boston and New York, you know, growing up in coastal Southern California, I always kind of envied the Northeastern US around the holidays like you guys made it look so festive with the snow it seemed like at the right time and the lights and from dc all the way up through philly and, and new york and boston and, i mean and it just looks so beautiful i know like you said it's cold there's a bite in that air but it really did in la we would see la area orange county you'd see maybe some snow in the mountains which was kind of cool I remember one time going to christmas eve uh, mass and they had you could see the snow as the sun was setting and that was really neat but overall we didn't have in fact, the best way to put it, my mom told me this funny story. She'd come from Montana to Southern California, and I said, what was it like not having winter? And so she moved, to and she says, well, I moved down there, and she says, winter never came. <laughs> and I was like, so I never got to really see, some of my first white Christmases were literally in Texas. Oh, wow. It was North Texas, and then some flurries here around Christmas.
2: Yeah, I so. mean, I think when I was younger, I would love the snow days. Like, yeah. it was like no school. Going out, playing snowball piloting and then occasionally making money shoveling snow. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. that was really fun, you know, just being out there with, with um, my, my, my sister, my cousins, and just people from the community, uh, kids at that time, you know, just shoveling snow and making, what, like $20 an hour, Not an hour, sorry, but like, they would pay us something. Um, but now that I, I mean, I, as I got older, I was like, oh gosh, the snow. And the I mean, cold. The cold. I'm <laughs> like, I was in yeah. school. I remember one time, my high school, for my freshman year of high school, um, 2015, we had like probably the worst uh, winter we had in years. Um, I was off of school for like two months, and there was so much <laughs> snow that they didn't know where to put it. They would just take it and dump it into. I, the I remember that
0: year. That was. That was. They were dumping it in the harbor. Weren't yes, they, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: Boston Harbor. So oh, it's crazy. It, but it was fun, <laughs> That's senior year, high school. Us. But like, I was like literally out of school for like two
1: months. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now,
0: do, do you like snow?
1: Yeah, That's I love right. the snow. Okay, you do. Yeah, right. I do. I do miss it. I love it and but I don't know. I feel like obviously in the recent years we haven't gotten as much as we used to. Yeah, right. I remember when I was little like the snow used to, you know, reach my knees. Obviously I was smaller, but like <laughs> it was still much higher than what it gets now. But um, you know,
2: I have like a love and hate relationship with snow. Like I love it (laughs) when it's recently fallen, pristine, nice. But you know, after a couple days, like dirty and
0: dirty. dirty, (laughs) Yeah, that's
1: true. Then it gets dangerous. I do like kind of like unfreezing my car when it gets all frozen up.
0: (laughs) Now I want to kind of pivot as well. Now we've talked about the holidays and what it's like being away, the things that you guys are doing on your own to kind of fill that void. But you guys are also essential workers you know and and, and what's it like Some of the sacrifices let's talk about that as you're starting out kind of in this career that you've had to make just in general throughout the year
2: um, like you said we're essential workers you know um, we're out in the community every single day I mean I, I really truly do a, a love and enjoy this job um, the fact that I get to go out in the community meet someone every single day that is totally new or different and everything just comes together at the end. We're either helping them out with their stories, being the voices that they need, or we're holding those people who are in charge accountable. Um, I know it sounds cliche, but that's literally what we do. Um, so it, it, it's, it's tough, it's not easy, but we understand that um, there's a purpose for what we're doing. And while we, we may be away, home, like away from home now, um, I think the outcome is much more greater that we're helping, we're impacting a community,
0: for example, the El Paso community. And how do you feel about the sacrifices, just over the, in general, that you with the
1: career? I don't, I don't know if like sacrifices would be the word. <laughs> like I look at it more objectively in terms of like this is the job and this is what I signed up for. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm very grateful to be here. And every day that you know I, I put my story together, it reminds me of when I was in school, you know, taking those classes and learning how to put a package and editing and and just being able to do that every day and. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what is it? See the fruits of your labor kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, every day. Like, it's really special. So I don't, I it's mean, kind of obviously, like, I mean, exactly. Like, yeah. I do miss my family, but I don't know if I would necessarily call it a sacrifice because I, I really, you know, enjoy being here and I wanted to be here and this is what I signed up for. So this is, you know, just part of the part of the deal pretty much for me. That's kind of how I see it.
0: And another thing, too, is a lot of people don't realize what they do is they can schedule their holidays another time. Right. So, and that's kind of what you guys do, you know, I, I recently, I think I had my Thanksgiving like a couple weeks after Thanksgiving and it was just kind of a chill that time. Did a little Christmas shopping and got keep a, a couple things done, but it's just news doesn't stop for holidays and, 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 and kind of in that vein, what's it like for you guys to cover some of the more tragic stories that can come around during the holidays? Sometimes they can be tied into the holidays directly or just, just by time.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think right now what what's impacting me. Them, I'm, I'm I'm a really strong person, um, and I really try to se- don't try to take what I'm covering home with me. But it's hard. For example, now we're seeing the migrant crisis, right? Um, I think about the fact that they're staying out there in the cold. It's winter. It's one. It's really really cold. But two, it's like the holidays. You know, a time where you're when you're supposed to be with family. So I think about like they're far away from home. Um, so I kind of I empathize with them because. In a way, we're kind of in the same situation. I'm far away from home. They're far, far away from home. Yes, I have more resources or, I guess, the ability to kind of connect back home. But, I mean, I empathize with them in the simple fact that, you That's know... That's a good
0: point. You kind of see, You can see more of the connection there. Exactly, exactly.
2: Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's a difficult time, you know, um, especially with New Year's coming up. You know, you, a lot of people use New Year's to kind of start fresh mm-hmm. reset. And, and reset. Uh, and for them, I mean, they're resetting, yeah, in a new country, new opportunities but um, it doesn't take away the fact that they're still far away from home.
0: Right, no, for sure. In a strange area that they have no clue. It's not like they, you know, they, they went, you guys kind of maybe looked at this area a little bit before you got here. So you knew a little bit They're Here they are. They're just here. You know, and like you said, during the holidays, it's got to be really rough for them. What about you? The stories, as far as covering some of the more difficult stories this time of year.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think like Jonathan said, it's important to not like attach yourself too much to the story, but um, not to you know steal his whole answer. No, but no, no. obviously, the migrant crisis, like it's you can't avoid, but see what's happening. And um, and yeah, it definitely is hard, to, especially when you see the kids. Um, you know. Do, coming along on this journey it's definitely difficult to see uh, those images or, or just seeing it in person you know uh, talking to them that kind of thing um, it's it's a unique experience but it's also like very intense you know like you wouldn't think I don't know that I, I wouldn't I didn't know that I was going to get the opportunity to work uh, so closely with you know for example migrants in right, this case right and um, it's you know it's different, you know, being able to do it yourself versus just reading an article about the that situation, yeah. you know, you're covering it yourself. Yeah. yeah, like it's, I don't know, it's pretty intense some days. I could see that.
2: Yeah, and Jennifer yeah. mentioned kids. Sure. Like, you, you know, we're not parents, and, but you're, you're, you're a yeah. father. Um, and I have a lot of nieces and nephews. So when you mention kids, that's when, like, for me, I'm like, I start thinking about, you know, what if my niece or my nephew was in that situation? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. where things start to get, I'm like, oh. Right. But, I mean.
1: Yeah, definitely those stories. Also, like, for example, um, inflation, you know, that's something that we've been covering a lot this year. And um, I, I don't know, I glanced at a report the other day that said that food was going to get 7% higher next year. And so, I don't know, it just makes me feel worried, like, for the world that there's so many people you know whether it's this country or any other country like going through poverty like severe poverty and we you know we don't necessarily think so um we kind of just go about our days and everything's fine we buy what we want at the supermarket and you know we eat at the restaurant that we like but sometimes that does kind of hit me like when i see those numbers like that i'm like oh my gosh like there's a global problem you know and it's just there but we have to cover it and sometimes it's hard when you think that there's a people out there who can't afford to buy, like, the regular food. And, yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, or the f- stories at the food bank, you know, that the, um what's it called? Like, the warehouse where the food bank would get their food is also down. So it's That's like, right. where are the options, you know? And I think so, it's very important know, it's
2: that we're covering it because, for example, like, I, I know inflation is rising, but I don't really pay it. Like, I go to the grocery store, I get what I get, and I pay that it. Right. like... But when I'm out there reporting, asking a family member, like, how is it for you? And they tell me, well, I got to cut back on this because I need to provide for my family. Or like, I had to pick up another ship because I need to provide for my family. And that's when you realize, like,
1: it's, well, it's hard not just to, about you. It's hard you. to hear, yeah.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah, it, it almost, mm-hmm. yeah, because you, they, you know, then they probably, if they have the kids with them, you know, it's kind of like, oh, yeah. yeah, I see what you're saying. Now, so they're also on the flip side there's a lot of positive stories yeah. so what are some of the most fun let's start with you jonathan some of the most fun stories that you've gotten to cover
2: no i i mean i'm all about fun um i every time i get the opportunity to kind of branch out from the breaking news of the day or the news of the day i try to branch out and do stories that are, i'm really interested so for example uh hispanic heritage month um i'm a big foodie. i love that was aid. a
0: great. I wish I could have taken a vlog with you on that one. So
2: that was really fun. And and for me, it was about highlighting diversity here in the borderland because here in the borderland, you have a lot of people from Mexico. Um, Rarely do you have from other countries. And I came, and the first thing I researched was, um, Hondureños in El Paso trying to find Facebook groups trying to find restaurants nothing mm-hmm. and then um, I started reaching okay so if there's no Hondurans here like what are more of the Caribbeans here so I found a Puerto Rican restaurant that I was able to highlight mm-hmm. um, and then I found the Cuban. the Cuban one which is really nice and then the food from El Salvador um, and they have pupusas which is so amazing you guys have to try it out um, so doing stories like that and also I, I love animals like I told you I grew up in Honduras and Boston so back home in Honduras we have um, we don't live in the countryside of Honduras, but we do have family in the countryside so i grew up around horses yeah
0: you riding horses riding picture, horses
2: yeah. cows like everything so horses are my favorite animals and i was like you know what i need to get on a horse i'm in Paso, i have to do it how did i do it well i was able to reach out to border patrols horse patrol to see how they are using the horses now and day with technology right. i mean animals are still a very important part of their job so that was really fun um
0: yeah it's my i just real quick i i had an experience my, my dad's from east texas Town of 2,000 people, small town in the woods, and so they had you know horses and stuff. And so his his uncle had a horse, and uh, he let me ride it, you know. And I remember like I thought it was gonna be like the movies, you know. I don't know, I don't know what I <laughs> I just pictured. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna it's just gonna be cool. So I get up there, and I just sat right on the horse's back, you know, and like on the saddle and everything, but just you know. And it was it was so uncomfortable. Like every single like I was, I, but then they told me said, you know you got to use your knees and your legs as a little bit of like shocks almost. Yeah. And when I started doing that, then it yeah. felt a little better. But at first I was
2: <laughs> yeah. And, and it also depends what type of breed of horse you're you're, you're riding yeah. too, because some small uh, horses this is a bit too technical, but they they have like a smooth trot. So like okay. no matter if they're running, walking, they're smooth. But there's some that are they're like. Yeah. So you just gotta like brace lot. it on. Yeah, up. that's right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like it's it, it's fun, <laughs> and then every time we get to branch out and do things like that, I mean, I'm all for it. So. And what yeah. about you? Some of the favorite <clears throat> stories.
1: Um, off the top of my head, the Thanksgiving parade that I covered cool. last year during the morning show. Um, obviously, you remember I <laughs> was with you guys on the morning show before. So um, I, remember, I remember that, and I really enjoyed that, you know, seeing all the different floats that people created. Also, like, I didn't realize that it was such a thing, like, a the parade footage. itself. Yeah. And so um, my, you know, photographer at the time, JT, he was telling me, oh, Jennifer, there's going to be people camping out. There's going to be people, like, you know, having, like, a barbecue. I'm, like, in the middle of the night, JT, like, <laughs> (laughs) Are you kidding? And no, sure enough, like we definitely saw, you know, a lot of um, like RV vans, just people out and about. And it was cool, you know seeing, like, the whole start of it since midnight almost, and like, the night before. going. And,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: and then, like, seeing the actual float begin, the turkey trot, like, all that was, was pretty cool. And, you know, as you know, like, I feel like our station is pretty serious, so we don't usually, at least us reporters, we don't really get the chance to do so many fluffy stories. Right. But, um, like Jonathan mentioned, uh, special assignments is kind of the chance that we get to branch our wings out a little bit more. So, um, I remember I did a... A story with the UMC Stroke Unit, and that was really cool. I uh, was able to get into the mobile stroke unit that they have. Oh, I'd heard about that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I went with our photographer Rudy. He helped me shoot it. Uh, what, also, was the,
0: what is yeah. the mobile stroke unit about? Like, what is that? What does it do?
1: So it basically has this like MRI, MRI CAT scan machine okay. inside of it, okay. which like is you know super high technology, and it's able to scan your brain. Like, I believe it was 16 times, so that it can find where the blood clot is, mm-hmm. and you. treat you right there on the spot because it goes to your house versus um, you know you taking an hour going to the hospital because with strokes it's um, you know time is a huge factor like the quicker you realize that a stroke is happening the you know faster that you need to treat it and then there will be less um, after like aftermath yeah, consequences. Yeah. yeah. So um that's something that it does. And also a pretty cool thing about that unit is because El Paso, you know, the mountains a lot of streets aren't leveled. Mm-hmm. So um the mobile stroke unit has these I don't know, like legs that are able to come up to level out with oh, any street oh, cool. so that the MRI scan machine can still like work because oh, if it's, it's be on an horizontal. Inc- exactly. Um, so yeah, so that was a story that was really cool. I learned a lot. I got to speak to a stroke survivor. So, um, you know, kind of made that connection with her as well and did a one-on-one interview, which I always like. I feel like they, you know, are more personal. Um, so yeah, that was two, two of my favorites. And when
2: you do these type of stories, you engage with uh, I guess an official differently. So, for example, I was engaging with CBP and Border Patrol, and normally I'm asking numbers. What, what are they looking like? But when you do these type of stories, you get to see another side of them. So, for 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 you know weeks, and when I was trying to plan this, I was like, Hey, I'm trying to get on a horse. And they're like, You can ride horse. I'm like, Listen, I know how to ride a horse. <laughs> like, I got it. And I guess they didn't believe me. Yeah. So when I got there, and then I, after the engagement, I was like. Everyone was saying, like, how good you were on the horse. And I'm like, listen, I, 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 I told you, I'm from Boston, the city guy. But listen, when it came down to it, I yeah. can do it. So it's establishing those type of relationship with them, too. Just seeing a different side of officials. And they get to see a different side of us. It's, it's really neat. That yeah, part is fun. That's
1: it's fun. pretty cool because, like, starting out, for us starting off, we don't know, like, where these relationships could, you know, take off right. later, even Depends after we move and, from here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, so it's nice to, I don't know, just meet different people
2: Mm -hmm. and fun fact like us reporters at least i'm always tuned into what other people are doing so she mentioned the unc stroke unit when i see it i'm like i think of jennifer Mm -hmm. and i'm like how cool that story was so yeah it's
0: pretty neat well jonathan Mejia, jennifer cuevas thank (laughs) you very much for breaking it down with me today and from all of us here at kbox 14 we want to wish you happy Happy holidays. holidays